hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on it so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com drink. That's rosettastone.com drink. Are you the type of person who loves to treat yourself? You know, sometimes you just want to buy yourself a coffee, a fancy coffee. Sometimes you want to get a little extra legroom on the plane. You know what I mean? So if you ever treat yourself to the top options, other places like that, then why are we settling when we're finding a doctor? I know it's easy to fall into that rut, but your health is so important. Enter ZocDoc. ZocDoc is a place where you can find and book tens of thousands of top tier doctors, all with verified patient reviews. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. There's no more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. You know we hate that. And these doctors all have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, which is so helpful. You can see who's located near you and who's available and who can treat basically any condition you're searching for. Plus, a typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 to 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. When I moved to LA years ago, I discovered ZocDoc because I was so tired of having to call all these different offices and wait. It took hours sometimes to figure out which doctor in town could help me and which one took my insurance, but not anymore with ZocDoc. I was able to find everything from a psychiatrist to a GI doctor, and I did that all through ZocDoc. And the app has only gotten better over time. I still use it. I still love it. I always recommend it to people, whether you have phone anxiety like me or not. It couldn't get easier to find a doctor with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash drink and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash drink. ZocDoc.com slash drink. I can't wait to have babies. Well, I, I can. <laughs> I won't be having them, but. Here we go. Welcome to And That's Why We Drink, a paranormal and true crime podcast hosted by M. Schultz, Christine Schieffer, and Boxed Wine. We are here for you and we're here for your enjoyment so get ready to enjoy some stuff yeah we have stuff for you we uh, this is really hard for me i don't know why i'm not doing a good job it's because we're actually trying to do an introduction i, I messed it up i should have just let it go i tried talking about babies and you didn't and you didn't let me have that have y'all heard about babies we'll wait for your response <laughs> everyone just said what did you say they be, they be, they like, be. instead of a hebe or a shebe, you got a they be. Yeah, it's like um, in, a baby. It's like in Brooklyn, they're doing like they name their kid Rain, and then they're like, "Hello." I thought it was a fucking ghost. They be. I thought it was a they be. <laughs> it's a blaze. What's wrong? Nothing. I wanted to mess with you. It fucking worked. I thought that was he a ghost. He wanted to mess with us. Well, he's in it, rare form the, tonight. The door. <laughs> truly open and i was like oh that's geo and then i didn't see any fur at the ground and i was like oh my god it's a ghost <laughs> you said there's two like... other humans that live here besides zero and i assumed it was a ghost had to be anyway babies um i just introduced em to the concept of babies which i learned about at nickelodeon introduced me to a concept i should have known because i fucking was one whatever i mean you weren't one but like you should have been like like all of us really we should have been one 
we all should have been seen as a baby since the beginning of time. Sure. But I feel like that's a long way to go. Give it 100 years. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, babies, it's for people who are not doing gender reveal parties because they know that they don't actually know the gender until the human themselves announces their gender. Yes, I have mixed feelings about it because it's also a little bit like too on the nose of millennial culture yeah they're a little bit like in your face about it it's like oh my child's name is like rain rain summer astro something or other (laughs) very hippie culture yeah which sucks because it's like since it's like it's like a whole hipster hippie culture that's creating this term Mm -hmm. no one's gonna take it seriously Well, that's the thing i feel like it's it's if it was like just like some joe schmo being like no babies are a thing guys and then they all like high five in the locker room about it for some reason (laughs) to be taken more seriously because like the general norm but i feel like that's the same with every people would believe with every cultural shift it's not the the joe schmoes that yeah the joe schmoes have to learn from the the people or they just gotta get on board Guys, get like on board a, with the babies because the babies regardless are of your beliefs, it's 2018 and babies exist. Suck it. And I'm going to have so many of them. <laughs> Hear that, Allison? <laughs> she can make her own decision on that. They'll just show up at the door and she'll be like, what the fuck is this? You're like, it's my baby. It's the, it's, it sounds like... It's the baby stork. He, he arrived the early. stork! It sounds like when you watch uh, like Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network and they're I guess more like Nickelodeon and there are those cartoon or cartoons. There are those um, advertisements that are like, it's a whatever doll. Bring her home and feed her. <laughs> and she loves her bottle. And you can brush her hair. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Except it's like, bring home a baby. Except it's a, a baby where you can give them yellow clothes because because <laughs> the stereotype has been formed on color. Boys can wear pink and girls can wear blue. It's a gender stereotype. It's a baby. Gender's a construct. <laughs> Trademark. For $29.99 a month. <laughs> For seven payments of $29.99, call 1-800. Gender's a construct. Shipping and handling not included. <laughs> Okay, now someone draws a fucking baby <laughs> and then draw a whole aisle of them at Target. Actually, let's just make an infomercial. Someone do that. We just did. I know, but I need it in visual format. <laughs> okay, if you're a jingle writer, we've given you some inspo Hold for the on. night. If you're a jingle writer, you better have sent us something by now. I'm just saying. We've given you a lot of fodder for a jingle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're only now jumping on board. Anyway. Um, and also make a Joe Schmo baby because those exist too. They're just underrepresented. If you give us a a hipster baby, right? That's too obvious. Like, don't name it Rain. Name it like um Bruce Tim. Oh, oh. or Tim Bruce Tim Timothy Bruce Timothy Bruce the baby. Also, now I don't know why we got on this rant, but I want to say go ahead. The most important thing of all, complete what? What? No, I'm. I just have no idea where you're going. Okay, complete turn from babies okay on it is that okay yeah all right so i'm gonna say please come to our live show on june 3rd in irvine california the details are on our website it's our birthday show it's gonna be huge and it's awesome. my birthday show listen you get all the birthday love this year i don't get any so birthday love i have to be on propranolol on my birthday i'm stoked for the presents that all of you are gonna bring me right wink wink nudge nudge 
That's right. right. All right, fine. Come to M's birthday show. No, but we come to Christine's too. Yeah, okay. You just kicked me out of it. No, you're included again. Come to our birthday show on June 3rd. Uh, the details are on our... My birthday's on a Monday. Let me have this. No, that's fair. Uh, the details are on our website. We're going to have a lot of fun. Um, it's a huge venue, so we're trying to get as many people to come as possible. It's our biggest venue yet, and it's... I like. I know that... It seems obvious, but I think it still needs to be said out loud that the more people that show up, the better we look and the better we look, the more places we're going to be able to get booked at bigger future shows. So if this one sells out, we're able to go to more cities. This basically determines what our tour looks like in the coming months. Like actually, though, this this really does determine it. Very serious ways. So if, if there's any possible way you could come, please come. We would love to see you. And we're going to have so much fucking fun um it's a really it's like our big birthday bash weekend so we're gonna have a great time and we really want you guys to be there and we're doing a fun new thing called and that's why we draw that m created yes you've probably seen it on our social media but if not M, tell them what it oh, is okay yeah i just got excited that i got credit for something i was like wow what do you mean <laughs> for something? i don't know because I, fe- I feel like we did it together no you did it you came up with it um it's our they be <laughs> Also, if you come to the live show, maybe bring like an air horn and just honk every time we get off on a big ass tangent. Don't do that. Okay. No, that's too loud. No, don't do that's that. That's too loud. No. Um, we'll find an alternative. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. And that's why we draw. Are you drunk? I think so. It's really hot and I'm sleep deprived. So, I'm sorry. I'm yes. Sorry. Um, and that's, and that's why, why we draw. draw. So at our live shows, it was advised to us that we have visuals at our show. And so we were like, well, this is an audio show with zero visuals ever. So how on earth are we to do this? And I conjured up a plan called And That's Why We Draw. Beautiful. And uh, during our live shows, in advance, the week before, we are going to announce uh, key phrases that are involved in our stories that we're going to be covering. And they are key phrases that are taken completely out of text there's no way you're going to be able to like know what the story's about we're not going to be like ruining any spoilers spoilers. it's not like you're going to know the story it's a completely random phrase that we're going to be covering and uh it is involved in the story but in such an off-kilter way that it doesn't ruin the story or the Mm -mm. surprise and uh when we announce it you guys are going if you wish to uh draw your interpretation of what you think we're talking about and we want you to draw them like it doesn't matter you don't have to be artistic you don't have to be artistic it's almost more fun if you're just creative and like can't draw (laughs) it's also a little more fun if you're kind of drunk and you just send us like a stick figure of something that you think really makes sense but doesn't yeah we're confused we're not about we don't i mean we love the artistic people and there are a lot of you and those have been some of my favorites but don't feel like you need to be artistically we've seen a lot of people post yeah they're like oh well i can't draw so i can't play it's like no fucking play do you think we can draw this is a show called and that's why we drink do you do we sound like you need to like always be a winner at everything no 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 so if you wish to play in the future we will always be posting um we have a specific logo that um my buddy kirky's from workies made kirk is the fucking best he made our logo logo too yes um, and he, so there's going to be a specific logo that we post. We'll be showing all the catchphrases that we want you guys to draw and email them to, and that's why we drink at gmail.com. And please, please, please put in the subject title. And that's why we draw submission. Yeah. Because otherwise we're not going to find it or it's going to get sent to like Instagram or Twitter. And we're going to have, it's just, we need them all to go to one place. This so. week we had people DM them and we realized it was just a 
really <laughs> like between our personal Twitters and our podcast Twitter, our personal Instas and our podcast Insta, our yeah. Facebooks, our emails. Like they like I think we gathered went, them all. But I think we did too. In the future, please email them. Yeah, I made the bad call of saying DM me because no, I didn't know how didn't many. Know. We didn't know how many people would be active participants, and, and the answer is a lot. You guys are fucking hilarious, and I spent all day like cracking up over all the submissions. So thank you. But so yes, and that's why we draw is officially a thing for live shows. And even if you can't come to the live show, do not let that stop you from drawing. Saying like, oh well, I'm not going to see my drawing because false. Whoever <laughs> the winning. Oh, I didn't even say what the fuck happens after you send in these pictures. So <laughs> Jesus, we just laugh and then we just on. laugh and then that's it. The, uh, yeah. Um. We are going to pick our favorite pictures that get sent to us, and they're going to be displayed on the, like, basically a PowerPoint projection behind us on stage. Right, when we come upon that term in our story. Yes. And when we're when I get to that spot, or Christine gets to that spot, we're going to say, like, okay, so this was the phrase I was saying. This is the picture that we... This is what... This was the winning picture of what someone thought we were talking about. interpreted. <laughs> And then whoever wins, we're also going to be posting it on social media after the live show. So you will still get to see your picture, as will everyone else, if we think that it is deemed worthy. Yes. Which they all they all are, they but we, all have to, are. we have to pick one. So please participate. It's been really fun so far. And this is about to be a very common thing in our lives. So please join us in the nightmare that is. And that's why we draw that I've created. It is so funny. My own monster baby. Your monster baby. <laughs> and it, what a monster baby it is. Um yes that and uh not only do we have uh that live show but thank you in advance to everyone that's coming to our actual first non-crime con live show this weekend oh my god when you're listening to this we will be having an a live show that night we are having an anxiety attack currently <laughs> did you see it happen on my face like the realization yeah, and you the kind fear of saw your breath kind of caught I yeah I realized where I I realized how many hours I have left until I have to be on a stage. So the countdown is on, and I'm not on my propranolol right now. Um, so uh, it's gonna be good. <laughs> okay. Uh, my mom's gonna be in town, which is why I drink, and also because we have our live show. Um, and we're we're stressed, but it's gonna be really fun, and I have a feeling like it's just gonna be one of our most memorable nights yet just because our first uh our first show our first show in a theater at a real on a stage venue, yeah. at a real venue it's gonna be awesome and then thank you to our guinea pigs at crime con who helped, yeah who, who really, helped us really like get a sense of what it might look like honestly doing that show really helped me feel better because yeah. it was i mean we were able to sit there and like have people in front of us and tell a story and then realize we didn't die um, yeah. And so I feel like at least that put us in a better place. Correct. So. And uh, so we have that show and it's helpful to know that it is sold out. That's helpful. Yeah. We have another live show on Father's Day. Yeah. June 17th. That one's also sold out. So the only one we have left in California is. June 3rd. Is June 3rd. And we need it. This is like the big one. So if you know anyone, just. The big kahuna. Pay them to get to the show. I don't care. It's got people. The send, more people. that someone. Because the more people that go, the bigger the venue. Oh, by AKA the way, the bigger the seats. We're going to DC, y'all. Yeah, I forgot to say that on the podcast. We posted it online, but we're going to DC. There's also two other cities on the East Coast that we're going to that I cannot say yet because I have not posted the ticket link. But DC is for sure happening, and then two other big cities in are, the same week in the same week are happening. It's going to be our first big like traveling week. Yeah, East Coast tour starting, and then there are other cities coming depending on how well we do at these other places. So 
get ready get on board we're so excited and that's why we draw and that's why we draw it's and that's why we drink and this is just so a big fun. team effort the more people that buy tickets the more places we can get to and oh the bigger God. the venues are so more people can actually show up you know Ugh. like the more people that buy tickets now the less likely it is to be sold out and you can't come it'll be so fun it'll be so fun anyway once i'm medicated i mean we got to medicate first okay right. that's all i got i just i'm so pumped for this weekend it'll be really fun we uh, well, i'm just gonna say it now to hold you to it we got to figure out what to do for our um birthday video oh fuck huh we do yeah because yeah. our birthday is coming up oh my in two weeks what do we do i don't know we'll make it we'll, we'll, we'll talk about we'll it we'll talk about it we'll talk about it we're in talks we're intoxicated (laughs) (laughs) that one of us is so uh i have a story i'm so ready um and before we forget because i know we will um may 27th is our facebook live thank you for saying that um i know we were gonna forget i was gonna forget so facebook live may 27th 3 p.m pacific standard time correct be there be square ask us questions come prepared to say a lot of nice things to us and nothing mean okay thanks (laughs) (coughs) nothing mean nothing mean please don't do it by now you've probably heard about burrow a new kind of furniture company known for timeless designs durable materials and details that make life in your space easier Last year, they brought their expertise outside with the launch of their outdoor line, which I love, and now they're adding more must-have pieces to the collection. For example, Dunes offers seating, dining, and lounger options, while Scout is a new folding chair upholstered in a chic woven fabric. And I think I'm going to get two of those for the balcony. Blaze and I love to sit out there in the evenings after Leona goes to bed. And I love the idea of having a good-looking but also extremely useful and comfy place to sit outside. Made of durable materials made for all seasons, weather-resistant teak, stainless alloy, and quick-dry stain-resistant cushions with easy assembly and disassembly this is the perfect thing for your outdoor space they also just launched a new standing desk co-pilot with adjustable height a durable scratch resistant body with built-in storage to make working at home easier than ever i'm in the market for a new desk um, so this is definitely going to be my next bookmark and of course there's burrow's legacy seating collections like the nomad and range now available in new colors and m and i that's like the only piece of furniture i think we actually share is our burrow sofa in the podcast department love that thing and that's why we drink listening can get 15% off their first order at burrow.com slash drink. That's burrow, B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash drink for 15% off. Burrow.com slash drink. You know when you've got the holidays, the new year, and then all of a sudden it's sort of back to the grind, especially if you run a small business, it can be really hard to get back into the swing of things. But Stamps.com is here to make that a little bit easier for you. Stamps.com streamlines all your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies. For 25 years now, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses, whether they're mailing out checks, invoices, legal documents, books, podcast branded koozies, maybe that's just us, or anything else. Get access to the USPS and UPS mailing services you need to run your business right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. And with rates you can't find anywhere else, like up to, get this, 89% off USPS and UPS, how could you go wrong? We have loved Stamps.com for years, not quite 25, but since we started the podcast, which was 2017, and we could not get by without it. I remember there were days where we didn't have Stamps.com, those I call the dark ages, and I was hand shipping everything and driving it on my lunch break to the post office. It was all very hectic. Stamps.com, I do it straight from my house, and it makes my life a trillion times easier. Keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code 
code DRINK for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code DRINK. Okay, here is a story. About a lovely lady. No, guess again. Here's a story about a ghoul. Well, you're closer. Um, This is a place in Massachusetts. I wanted to make sure there wasn't anything on the back like last time. I checked. There wasn't anything. But see, it's centered in Bolton. Oh, man. Okay. I literally just showed you the title. I went like this, so I didn't see it. I swung my head around. You caused a blur. I blurred my face. So, this is the story of the Barnstable House in Barnstable, Massachusetts. Barnstable seems like a like a uh, like almost like an oxymoron, like redundant a little bit. Yes, yeah. a barn stable. Barnstable. Like, all right. Okay. Sure. Um. I mean, I'm not going to tell them they're wrong. Sure, but they're kind of wrong. Yeah, it's like it's like a like college university. Sure. But like a agricultural. Right. Like if you were doing like the farm version of that. Yeah. Um, it's like if you were playing Sims and like you ended up at a farm. Right. I just still think about Chauncey Bliss a lot. So that's Chauncey where that Bliss. came from. Chauncey. Oh, I miss Chauncey so much. I wonder what he's up to. Chauncey, how are you? The summer of like. So. <laughs> Chauncey. <laughs> uh, so this is the Barnstable house. It is in, can you guess it? Barnstable, Massachusetts. And clever. I think so. Let's begin. It is a house. And it was built in 1716. And it was built by James Payne, who was related to Robert Payne, um, who was a signer of the Declaration of Independence. Ah, okay. Fun fact. Um, Also, I was told that if we do a drinking game at the live show, if I say fun fact, people have to like, oh, fucking finish their drinks. Fun fact, you do say that a lot. That's a good one that I know. Do you know how, by the, okay, we're only one bullet in, but let's get into a whole other tangent as we do. Oh, by the way, we're doing drinking games at the live shows. Yeah. That's another incentive. Um, And (laughs) I had to really dwindle it down because I tweeted out things that you (laughs) might want to see in a drinking game. And literally like 300 people wrote to me. With their opinions of things that they should drink to. And about five suggestions in, I was like, everyone would have alcohol poisoning. Because <laughs> they were like, every time you hear a gasp, a listen, a I haven't spoken, or English isn't my first language. <laughs> sure, 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 uh, Here's nope. the thing. Nope. Okay. What the fuck am? It was literally just like everything. A we script. Said. It was like a script of you. It was like, let's put it all in one document. And then it's just us speaking the whole time. Yes. Um, cool. Also this place, all the improv, Hollywood improv and Irvine improv have a two drink minimum. So we might as well get them some business by playing a drinking game. I'm just saying you're going to finish both of those drinks before we're even five seconds I'm into the saying, show. I'm just saying take a lift there. Don't drive. Don't drive. Take an Uber. We're going to have a we'll party. We'll do a pool. An Uber pool. Big pool. We're Maybe gonna... we'll make Ashley and Hunter drive us again. <laughs> pool party. <laughs> Jesus. Let's get drunk. Um, okay. So it was built in 1716. It was built over an underground river. Uh, so it was like underneath it was a river. Underneath sure. the house. Underneath the ground. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because uh, in the basement of the house, you could go in and the water was available there. Like, underneath the house in the basement was, like, a, sh- a stream, like, an entrance into the water. Oh! So you could 
get access to water that way all i just pictured is like you go into the basement and then you open up like a thing and you take an inner tube and you're like lazy river like float out of your house i assume that would be ideal but it's instead you have to go down to like your creepy cellar and Uh instead of there being a floor it's like part of the river oh no okay that's not as fun as it it was in my head right lazy river (laughs) basement is more the lazy river cellar yeah somebody eva write that down Eva. oh by the way that's one of the drinking things also suggested to us anytime we tell eva what to do when she's not here also she's in morocco so so eva are you you listening can you hear me eva hello come back we miss you fresh Hello Fresh is another drinking game. Hello Fresh was literally the first one. Is everyone drunk already? <laughs> I think everyone's hammered. Oh, uh, whoops. Um <coughs> Also my throat clearing was uh <coughs> something suggested. Guys, we have too many options. If all the things I listed, if you took a drink for every single time you heard one of those, you would be fucking annihilated. They're not here anymore. They're asleep. Oh, thank God I drink milkshakes. That that would be a disaster what on stage. We, oh man, I'm glad Don't you, you spike a thing. You're no, I would never, but you're oh. you're here to to keep me grounded. I'm here to make sure that you get home alive per your mother's request. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. So in the basement, like I said, there was an opening that led to the river so people in the house could go get water. Uh the fun fact fun fact drink about should we just start practicing now? No. <laughs> um Fun fact, the house, this house, was actually built out of one tree. What? And was sailed over by a boat in three pieces and then mean, put together. S- like, they made the the house elsewhere oh, in I thirds think, okay. I and thought, then shipped it over and put it together like a big Lego piece. I understood. I thought you were saying it was like a Keebler elf thing where it was, like, built into a tree. Oh, and also the ground is the river. Yeah, I thought it's it like the floor is lava, but the floor is water. Yeah, I thought, and you're in a tree, and you're a Keebler elf, and you make cookies for a living, I and thought, you're related to the designer of the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, I really thought it was like it was made out of a tree, like a treehouse. No, not. But as you're fun. saying it was made. The wood was made out of one tree. Yes, and it was put together. One whole tree sacrificed his life for that house. What a and kind, nothing else. Kind oak tree. Oh, oak. Okay, I just assume. Sure. So, uh, eventually the house became an inn and a restaurant slash tavern, as they all do. I like how I couldn't decide. It was like, I'm going to be an inn and a restaurant and a tavern. All the things that require people to attend this house. Don't put me in a box. (laughs) Um, In the 1970s, the Barnstable house was vacant for a while, but a fire started. And probably, uh, I think they said in the third floor attic was where the fire started. Or did I not say Keebler Elf House? I mean, it, like they're cooking cookies in the middle of yeah, the night. Yeah, it and all then, makes sense. Yeah. There's an oven in there. Yeah, I, except I think the Keebler elves are quite culinary artists. I think they know how to tamper sure. with an oven. They have a. They have a. They're not. What's this thing called? Sprinkler. That's called a fan. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> what were you pointing at? Well, you know when it's in the sky. On the rain. Si- no. No, that's my a baby. sprinkler in the that's sky my, is a rain. That's my baby's name. Um, <laughs> No, like when when the smoke hits the sprinkler on the ceiling in it. Oh yeah, a sprinkler. Yeah, okay. I hear you. You were literally pointing at a fan. I know. I'm okay. sorry. It was symbolic. Something's going on inside my head right now, and it's called being it's called Ill. murderous rage toward Christine, who won't shut up. Oh no, that's all of us. Oh, that's just the norm. That's just actually what the show should have been called. <laughs> um, okay, so the. Yes, there was a fire. And the 
house ended up, the original house ended up becoming a commercial building and now houses several businesses. And it is 268 years old as of the article that I read this on, but I didn't know how old the article was. So it's at least 268 years old. Okay. Um, and the house is known as the house with 11 ghosts. <gasps> so there was a guy that used to live here called Dr. Savage. <gasps> Dr. Fred Savage. Wait, Fred Savage. No, I'm kidding. But oh. his name was Dr. Savage. <laughs> I got real. I was like, um, do you even realize? Why? What- Fred Savage is not a doctor, by the way. Well, I was like, do you realize what he created? The Wonder Years? No, I mean, do you realize what this Dr. Fred Savage like? Oh, yeah, yeah. Later brought about. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, the Wonder Years. <laughs> do you know what he created? And do you even know? Do you even know? Um, okay. By the way, The Wonder Years is the show that I watched when I had no job. Really? I watched the entire series. Oh, my God. I was actively disappointed at the finale, by the way. Really? Really, really was not happy with the time that I had spent watching that show. Got it. Um, okay. Dr. Savage. He owned the home at one point and apparently experimented with the occult in the house. You know, no. As they do. No, no. There was also a little girl that lived there at one point named Lucy, and she was between four and seven, and she was the daughter of one of the early owners. Okay. Lucy, uh, so Lucy died. (laughs) Otherwise, why would she be mentioned in the story? Sure thing. Uh, Lucy fell through the opening that led to the river because she was playing with a ball, and the ball got in the river, and she went to go get it, and then she got stuck and drowned. Um. I know. I regret my... What your my thing about the lazy river and how fun it the, would be? Yeah, it was the opposite of fun. Actually, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, Poor baby. A former owner also that also lived at this house. Mm-hmm. He lost all of his money during the Revolutionary War, and he hanged himself from one of the trees out back. Oh no! So that's at least two deaths, and like tragic and deaths too. There's two deaths and someone who played with the occult beforehand. Oh sure. And it's not like deaths like, oh, we died peacefully in our bed. Right, exactly. Horrifying. There's also uh, a ship captain, a sea captain, who lived here named Captain Gray. And apparently he's a real pain in the ass still as a ghost because he is known as the one that sulks around the basement cellar moaning and slamming doors. What a drama queen. Such a drama queen. Um, There's also several women who have lived in this house when they were alive that are still seen. Like, women are primarily the spirits that live here. Oh. However, I will list a few of the men first. Um, by the way, there's really no background. It's just ghosts. Um, Great. In case you didn't That's notice. what we like to hear. So there is the ghost of Edmund Howe. Wait, I know that name. Do you? Yeah. He's famous, right? Is he not? I don't know. Okay, sorry. I didn't look him up for anything except how he died. Okay, never mind. Um, he was the one that hanged himself. Oh, should we Google him real quick? Cause yeah, but my internet's not working. Hold on. Edmund. Eva isn't here to do it for us. Damn it, Eva. Um, apparently, Edmund Howe is... Uh, oh, <laughs> the last thing I Googled was Fred Savage. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> apparently, Edmund Howe is... Um, <laughs> he works at the Center for the Study of Traumatic Stress. So I guess either way, it really fits. I mean, yeah, it's it's still suitable. I maybe maybe I'm inventing that. I think maybe I was thinking of somebody else. Never mind. Sorry, Edmund Howe, the traumatic stress doctor. I mean, you still technically like won the argument. You no, know? no, I did not. This is not the man that I thought he was. <laughs> 
many men are <laughs> not the man I thought you were. So Edmund Howe, who may or may not have been a doctor involved in traumatic stress, <laughs> he was seen throughout the windows and the upstairs, um, which, by the way, was a sealed attic. So nobody is there. No one's even breaking into the house and able to get into the attic. And yet people can see him walking oh, great. all around the attic. Fabulous. There's also the ghost of Captain Gray. The nasty one that I told you about who likes to slam doors. The moaning guy. Yep. His apparition is seen in the cellar puttering around as if he's trying to finish a chore. Can you imagine? What if, a nightmare. What a nightmare. If your eternity is not completing a chore. You're just like puttering around trying to finish. It's like washing all the dishes for eternity and always getting to that one last dish. And when you like put it down in the dish rack, you look in the sink and it's all filled oh, again. Oh man. You're like, I just want to sit down and have a beer, but like... I need to finish vacuuming and it just never ends. It's like, I need to keep vacuuming, but I can't get that one last corner. What a nightmare. There's also the entity of several um, tavern servers dressed in colonial garb. Oh, cute. Which seems like one of those, like, um, uh, what do you call them? Like the uh, reenactment right, dinners right, that you right. go to, like a murder mystery kind of dinner or Where a renaissance. wearing the, the uniform. They're like in character. Right. So apparently there's a lot of tavern servers because remember, it used to be a tavern um, and people have seen men in colonial attire passing their table while carrying a tray of old fashioned tankard mugs. Oh, like actual servers, though. So like I'm thinking of it as a reenactment. But in reality, if these are ghosts, it's because they were servers during a colonial time. How sad, too, that you're just like stuck, like you're still serving. serving. What all these people are? Just Would you rather be in food service for eternity or never be able to finish your chores? I mean, it's all bad. It's all equally bad. I'm going to be honest. I don't think you win. They, so basically, they were colonial servers, um, and the entity of Lucy, the little girl, is apparently a very sociable little girl. What a sweetie! And tries to find people who will play ball with her. Honey, that makes me sad. Uh, she appears in front of you and plays mischievous pranks. Which I don't like. What? No. I think. Uh, no. Being I... dead qualifies you as like a mischievous prank on its own if you're still showing up like you're alive. Yeah. That's as pranky as you need to get around me. Don't prank me if you're a dead child. Uh, yeah. Like. PSA. <laughs> if you're listening. Hello. Fresh. After the fire in 1970s, apparently when they were moving things around because, uh, it turned into like it turned into um commercial sure buildings so the ta the tavern itself actually remained but it moved to a different location so after the fire a lot of shit was damaged and they're like okay we're gonna turn this into a commercial property but we still want to just reopen somewhere else okay so they brought over some of the furniture from the original tavern that wasn't damaged to the new tavern okay so after the fire apparently lucy attached herself to furniture that got moved <gasps> And so she actually haunts both places, the original building and the new tavern. She's like, wee, I'm going with this couch. Yeah. And apparently some of the colonial servers also attach themselves. Oh, no. And so even though they actually weren't spirits originally on that property, now people will Are still you serious? people will still see colonial servants. I didn't know that was a thing that they could split up like that. Like she could like split to two places. I don't know. Walt likes... Uh, oh, Walt likes Alabama, too. Walt huh? likes Alabama. He does, right? Um, Walt's the ghost that lives also here, should if y'all are listening backwards. Also, should we should we ask his request? What request? 
Remember, Walt had a very specific request for us. What was it? I mean, ask it. I don't remember. So we we're talking to uh, we're talking via a board that sounds like squeegee. Yeah, and, you probably haven't heard of it. And uh, there has been a request to find his family. Oh, there has, hasn't there? And oh, I forgot about this. Uh, I tried using Facebook. I cannot find them. But maybe if we can reach out this way, and other people can try to track them down. But also, don't don't stalk any don't don't harass, stalk anyone. Don't harass anyone. And don't talk to anyone. No, don't harass. We're anyone. not asking you to go message random people. But if you like, you know, if you're if it's the middle of the night and you feel like stalking someone, like privately, and then not reaching out to them, and then telling and then telling us, <laughs> that would be great. Apparently, uh, Walt's name is Walt McNeil. And he doesn't know how old he is, but he has three living descendants that all live in Al- Alabama. Uh-huh. And I think he said Birmingham. I think he said near Birmingham or something. Alabama. And he has a uh, a descendant named Mike Lawson, mm-hmm. who is in his 50s, in mm-hmm. his early 50s. And Mike has twin children named uh, Jason and Hattie, and they should be around 14 years old. I can't believe you remember that. I tried looking them up, and I could not find them. So if you have the powers that I don't on social media to find Matt or Jason Lawson and Hattie Lawson that are 14, or their father, Mike Lawson, who's in his 50s, and they live in Alabama. Let us know. Let us know, because it was requested to us from beyond the grave. <laughs> you know, casually. It's just literally a death wish. It's, um, it's, it's fine. It's just a post-death wish, it's actually. It's like NBD. And also, guys, if you literally can find a guy named Mike Lawson in Alabama in his 50s with twin 14-year-olds named Jason and Hattie, we have proven that ghosts fucking exist. Get so, on it. Get on it. I mean, it's just like a tall drink. It's just a tall order. It's a tall drink. I was, I was going to say a tall drink of water, but I was talking about myself, actually. So. <laughs> um, okay. Anyway, that being said, do your magic, internet. Come on, internet. And do it respectfully. Please don't harass anyone. I really don't need to go to jail. No. Okay, so, anyway, as I was saying, Jesus, we keep getting off on. Okay, so she attached herself to furniture, and so at both places she has been seen pulling mischievous pranks, such as uh, locking doors that of rooms that you're in by yourself, so you get locked into rooms. She changes the radio. She's like, guys, I just want to <laughs> listen to, like, Fall Out Boy. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, me. <laughs> um, she shows up. Oh, she doesn't show up under beds. Oh, my God. That'd be terrifying. Oh. Um, she hides the silverware when the staff is setting up and it gets found <laughs> under beds and couches. Also me. Um, she visits both buildings. So I guess she's like a commuter. <laughs> um, and that's that on her. Oh, she likes um, flashlight interviews. I Aww. saw a couple of videos of people trying to talk to her and people leave her like um, a ball and toys. Sweet. And uh, she has, on multiple accounts, said her name into EVP and a spirit box. Oh, so, like, shit. people know that they're talking to her. Um, she likes playing with the toys that people leave her. And she is seen skipping down the hall into rooms that are empty. So if you go try to follow her, the room will be empty after uh, you've seen her skip in. Oh, no. Her mother also has been seen um, in the house. And she is seen sitting in her rocking chair. And sometimes the chair, like, sometimes you see her in the chair. Sometimes you see a rocking chair rocking by itself. Mm-mm. And they've gotten EVPs of a woman humming. You can also hear humming in the attic when nobody is upstairs. Because it's been locked off. Mm-mm. They've also gotten EVPs of a child singing and giggling. Okay. So, no. 
No, thanks. Um, so this woman, they don't know if it's her mother or another woman, but there's a very common entity named Margaret. And Margaret has been seen in the windows and halls wearing a white gown dress and long blonde hair floating instead of walking. Oh, that's nice. So during the fire in the 1970s, um, also the place was vacant at the time, but the firemen that got there didn't know that. They just saw a house on fire. So they went in. And it wasn't, like, crazy on fire. Like, only a portion of the house was on fire. But the people didn't need to rush out. It wasn't. Sure. You know what I mean? That being said, firemen were walking through, making sure that the house was okay. And they saw a woman. Um, let me backtrack. Because, hang on. You'll get it. So, um, the firemen were looking through the house. And they looked out the window. And they saw a woman looking at them through the window um, on the third floor, like some had gone inside and some were standing outside to like check the perim the perimeter yeah. of the house. And they looked up and they saw a woman on the third floor in the attic, which as we know is locked off, but they didn't know that they just saw someone in the house sure, and okay. thought someone lived there. Oh, got it. So they said, Oh, someone's on, on the third floor. Um, and so they got up to the room, but the room was empty. Oh God. Then when they were in the room, they looked out the window and saw the woman floating in the front ah! yard staring at them and then disappearing in front of them two of those firemen said that the woman looked exactly like the one who was following them through the house oh. <laughs> who they thought was the owner of the house so like they didn't even question why she was with them oh my god and so when they said when the other firemen were like what are you talking about they said that a woman was following them around the house and asking them strange questions about their uniform and said that she missed her old room oh <gasps> Strange questions about their uniform. Like, not like she was so <gasps> from so far long ago. She didn't know what they were oh, how doing creepy. there. Creepy. And uh, the fireman said they thought it was weird how she got downstairs outside so fast, considering she was just talking to them only a minute ago. So some people were outside looking up to the third floor in the attic that's locked off, and she was there. People that were there were looking down on the ground and she and was in the her. yard. Right. Other people in the house, she was literally following around and talking to them. Oh, my God. So she's just all she's over. She's all over the place and everyone had a different story. Oh, great. Um, the first floor of the building is now a law office. <laughs> and uh, one of the last en uh, entities, I was trying to avoid the word spirit for the millionth time. So I kept saying entity in my notes. Entity is nice. Um. The last entity mm -hmm. is uh, there was a former um, wife of the house and uh, she's often seen on the first floor, especially in the dining room. So se since the first floor of the building is now a law office that and that's where she's often seen, um, a lawyer who works there was sitting at his desk when he saw and heard the latch to his door open his office door. And he saw a woman walk in without feet, like uh, just floating, okay. with a hatchet in her hand. Oh, no. Calmly floating through his room, stopping at his shelves and staring. Like staring in the middle of the room, just standing there with a hatchet. And she also is floating. Uh, can you imagine how traumatic that must be? As a lawyer who's nothing but logical, too. It's traumatic. Like, uh, oh, my God. Traumatic. Um, the same lawyer has also seen her multiple times churning butter by the fireplace. So he's just like, I feel like th this super. is like the beginning and end of the relationship of like Geo and Juniper. But like <laughs> in the beginning, Geo probably saw Juniper as someone without legs and a hatchet. 
and now he like just walks past her and like she's just like churning butter and he's like i still don't really know why you're fucking here but it's better than it was but i guess i'll let you turn butter in my law office. like just stay over there just stay over there and we're fine that's crazy though like that guy must be super in tune with spirits or something why i guess he's always seeing her so during one investigation they taunted the ghosts in there and for some reason i don't they were not using havenly was it zach baggins no taunting nope okay. there was a heavy cast iron statue of a whale in this building oh yeah you're right no havenly involved there uh nope just good old my decorations and <laughs> just good old ebay.com <laughs> but so a heavy cast iron statue of a whale so that's a fucking heavy statue a heavy statue if you were gonna get a statue of anything it would be not only cast iron but also the shape and size of a fucking whale if you're gonna get a statue of anything heavy you would literally pick a whale over anything else. Yeah. Like, I need like I need something that just makes this room feel heavy. Oh, what's more heavy than a whale something cast iron statue? That no one can pick up. Okay. So they were on an investigation. They were taunting the hell out of the ghosts Rude. because they were immature and disrespectful. Rude. And this statue just fell over like it was nothing <laughs> and fell in front of them and actually damaged some of the floor because it was so fucking heavy it like damaged the floor I'm amazing and it fell behind them break their ankles or something that would have been scary uh they have also on investigations asked what is your name and a very clear evp uh shows a man whispering the name andrew blackburn which was wow. one of the people who used to live there it's like clear as day andrew really blackburn. specific um so that's all the stuff for the Barnstable house. But two minutes down the road is the Barnstable old jowl. Jowl. Gowl. Gowl. We like a good gowl. Love a good gowl. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so yes, the Barnstable old jail. It's literally called the old jail. Good, good, good. To this day. And actually, if you Google a picture of it, which I advise, it's pretty adorable looking from the outside. Does it look like a little old schoolhouse or something? Yes. Oh, where is it? In Boston? Or it's in, in Mass- Barnstable, Massachusetts, right next to the Barnstable house, oh, two miles away. There it is. And uh, the reason it looks oh. so old-fashioned is because it was built in 1690. Um, it's literally one of the... It's so old-looking. It's it, the country's oldest wooden no. jail. A jail made of wood only. It looks... It looks exactly like the country's oldest fucking wooden jail. Yeah. If you look at a picture. It looks like exactly where a farmer like puts a guy in time out but calls it jail. <laughs> Good vibe. Because it's so it's so adorable. Here's but your whiskey. So creepy. Stay in there for a little bit. Yeah. Here's your like complimentary whiskey in your <laughs> quote jail. But also look at pictures of the inside. I it's did. Like, it's actually terrifying. It looks like a Cracker Barrel on the inside. It's entirely wooden. Oh, this looks terrifying to me. Yep. But that doesn't look like your Cracker Barrel. That looks no, like a- I was thinking more of like the ones like the wooden lobby kind oh, of look. Oh, sure. Okay. Because one of the, like, jail cells looks like fucking solitary confinement with a stool in it. But then you're right. Like, the, the outside looks a little bit like it has a a little bit of a, a, a it's charm. Got, it's got the southern charm. A New England it's charm. It's got a warm hospitality. Yes, it is the New England. The New England It's charm. the Martha Stewart yeah, of jails, actually. Yeah, she like, sprinkled her magic on it a little yeah. bit. Um, also, funny how you mentioned that looks like solitary confinement because it's literally described online as distinctly a 17th century torture pit okay so i'm gonna have you do something real quick i don't want to do anything with that google i don't want to participate with that barnstable old jowl (laughs) uh wood plank and then let me see it because i gotta point out a specific thing 
So. Okay, I'm looking at it. There is literally a wooden plank that as they were recently cleaning it out, they found this wooden plank that had been over there for more than 300 years. And it has carvings in it from the original (gasps) inmates in the 1690s. Oh my God, I see it now. And one of, if you look at it closely, that plank of wood says W. Bartlett. 13th day of October to the 27th day of October, 1698. 1698. And they just found it. It's just been sitting there this whole time. I see it. Bartlett. Oh my God. This is bananas, you guys. Google it. What is it called? Barnstable. Barnstable old. I spelled jowl instead of jail. Gowl. Gowl. Sorry, sometimes it's a soft G. Oh, is it really? Maybe I'm saying it I wrong. mean, no, I was fucking with you. I have no idea. Wood plank. Um, Wood and plank then, and then probably type in Bartlett or something and you'll get it. You gotta scroll or down. Or 1698. scroll down a ways. We'll post it. We'll post it. So, uh... We always say that. We... We never do. We're gonna do it. Just... Eva, until you... Eva. Hello? Eva. Fresh. So... Yeah, so that's how fucking old this place is. Literally just like a wooden, horrible jail. That's actually really fucking creepy, this plank. Well, also, so it looks really adorable on the outside, this jail, but on the inside, like you said, 17th century torture pit. Nope. And it was, if you look at it, it literally looks like a tiny little farmhouse. Yeah. Like a house. Doesn't look like a jail. Yeah. Um, And it actually could only hold up to six prisoners at a time. Oh my God. Adorable. So cute. But. Miniature. Of course, they did not pay attention to uh maximum capacity at the time and it actually still holds several inmates at once and only inmates who could afford it got to eat uh what so it was actually jam-packed and they're like sardines and they were fighting each other for food for the people who actually bought food well that's fucking great um it's so tiny too it was a it's like a tiny house yeah dreams um so it was (laughs) a jail until 1820 and then it was actually moved from its original property and piece by piece brought back over and rebuilt in a location where they were like, it will suit this area. It will do here. Guess where they brought it? A cemetery. Oh, my God. So where things are go to die if they're not already dead, apparently. Where so, they, can be, they can suit the place. Right. Sure. So in Cobbs Hill Cemetery now sits the Barnstable Old Jail. Wow. Um, ghosts came... With the building, obviously. Sure. And investigations and overnight tours were done for a while. And the uh, main tour guide, his name was Derek. And (laughs) Derek. I know. And he said that the ghosts would often bump into people, push them, throw items, drop rocks by their feet. So, like, just to get attention, Mm -hmm. like, feel something by your foot and then look down and someone's dropped a rock. That's not nice. Um, They would growl, whisper, and very clearly in the EVPs say, move aside, (laughs) help, I'm cold. Because remember, it was New England in the 1600s, and it's a wooden jail. In a wooden building where they don't give a shit about you. And there's no heating. They don't give a shit. Um, Oh, that's so sad. And then there's also an EVP that says, can I get out yet? Um. Super sad. Apparently, there are two apparitions that walk throughout the house upstairs, Um, You can see them through the windows, and you can hear their footsteps and shuffling. You can also hear the cell doors lock and move on their own. And the doors will open after you've closed them. There are heavy knocks on the walls, and there's also knocks and snickering in a cell when you are in there by yourself. Oh, gross. People often see Edmund Howe, because the guy that um, hanged himself, 
because it's only like two minutes away. I'm sure he doesn't mind the brisk walk from his Barnstable house to the Barnstable jail in the cemetery. Why not? And uh, so anyway, he's often seen standing outside in the lawn staring at you. And he's the one who hanged himself, right? Yeah. Ugh. With long black hair. He wears a white colonial shirt. And he just stares. Ew, he has long black hair and a colonial shirt. That's the creepiest thing. He also, uh, people have also experienced in this jail during the tours, their hands being squeezed by children-sized hands, um, tugs on the shirt, breath on their face, the sense of being stared at, chairs sliding on the floor on their own, and there's also a woman that appears to you, does not speak, and will stay there if you don't speak to her, but if you question her, she will vanish. So it's like, if you're cool with a mute ghost, she'll (laughs) chill with you. She's like, don't question me. But also, like, for a while, I was like, why are all these, like, children and women at this jail? But it's also sitting on a cemetery. Like, these, it's just covered in ghosts now. So apparently, who's to say who's originally part of the jail and who's not? Right, right, right. It's equally haunted as the Barnstable house two minutes away. I just realized I was thinking about Elias Howe. Oh. Who invented the modern sewing machine. Okay, not him. Not the same, but like, look at him. He looks he he looks like he looks like an Edmund. He looks like an Edmund, and he looks like he would have been around that time period. Yes. So that's why I was confused. Sorry, and he's from Massachusetts. Oh, so anyway, that is creepy. Where is Barn? Do you know where that is, Barnstable? No, I should have probably done my R and D, but I assumed Eva would do it. But she's in fucking Morocco. Who goes so. to listen? Who goes to Morocco? Who goes to Morocco? When you've got a job where we're your boss. You're so fucking lucky, Eva. Excuse me. God, she's so lucky and stupid and fired. (laughs) Stupid and fired. I keep um, stalking her uh, her Instagram because... I know. She looks like she's having a blast. Oh my God, so much fun. Oh, Barnstable is like on the little like a hook in Massachusetts, like down there. There's Boston up there, and there's Barnstable. Oh, cool. Like, literally down in the... In the little shoe. In the little, little baby shoe. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. I know I've talked about it before, but we received the most lovely gift basket from Funlove. First of all, I didn't know what it was at first, and then when I pulled out a vibrator, I thought, oh boy, this is not your everyday fruit basket. There was everything, I'm telling you, from sexy perfumes, to toys, to vibrators, to lube. I mean, I gotta say, it's like a one-stop shop, okay? If you go to funlove.com and you're looking for maybe a romantic evening, either with a loved one or with yourself, they've got what you're looking for, I can promise you. So what are you waiting for? Explore, discover, indulge, and make love fun by visiting funlove.com. And if you live in Arizona or Colorado, check out one of their 18 store locations. Hey, maybe I'll stop by when I'm in town. And for a limited time, you can save 30% off your first order when you use the code DRINK at funlove.com. Head to funlove.com today and use code DRINK at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today. Daylight saving time is starting up again. It may feel like there are more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates any sooner. There's only one way to do that. ZipRecruiter. Right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash drink. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. 
Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100 plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash drink. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash drink. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right, so that's that. Listen, I got some things to say, too. Oh, boy. Hang on one second, though. (laughs) Sorry, I thought something was happening, but it wasn't. That sounded like something was happening. Yeah, it was me inhaling really intensely. Okay. Okay, go ahead. What were you going to tell me? Okay, I was going to tell you a story. Oh. If that's okay. One whole story. Okay, sure. Sure, sure, sure. So, my story goes out to Columbus, Ohio this week. Whoa, my papers just got thrown on the ground. Don't, don't knock the rest of them. We all know they're going to get on the floor anyway. Damn it, Em. Okay. okay, shout out to Columbus, Ohio. Shout out to Columbus. So I was just in Columbus, actually, for um, Blazes and my friends, Amanda and Evan's wedding. And it was the first wedding of many that we're going to this year. So it was like the kickoff wedding. And ours is like the seventh one out of all the ones we're going to. <laughs> and we had a lot of fun. And she's actually an avid listener of the podcast. Oh, wow. Which is cool. so sweet. And she, like when I got back to L.A., she sent me a message. And it was a screenshot of her. It was on Monday. She So on Sunday, we hung out with them a little bit before we flew back to L.A. Their wedding was on Saturday. And on Monday, I got a message, uh, and she was like, she'd like went back to work for a half day and was like, your podcast is getting me through my half day at Aww, work or whatever. And I was like, that's, that's awesome. So sweet. Like, and not like your brand new husband, it was but so... my podcast? Okay, thanks. <laughs> it was so sweet. And her friend at the wedding came up and was like, oh my God, are you Christine? It's so nice to meet you. Oh. Like, it was really, really sweet. So she's like doing the Lord's work out there and uh, promoting ATWWD. Um, and so speaking of Columbus, I was in the airport on the way home when, so Blaze went, so I was like, I want a glass of wine. So I was going to walk to the wine bar. Surprise. Uh, (laughs) what is the surprise? No surprise at all. (laughs) And I, Blaze was like, let me go pee first. So he went to the bathroom and I sat down and I like his seat next to me was empty and the airport was crowded and this woman and man walk up and they're about to ask me a question and I put my hand on the seat and I'm like, oh, sorry, because I think they're going to ask for this seat. And then she goes, this is going to sound weird, but are you Christine? Uh, and I didn't know what to say. Well, it finally happened for you. I went, maybe, because my first thought is, what did I do? So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, my name is M. Schultz. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm actually. <laughs> um, and so I was like, maybe. And she was like, oh, my God. Like, I thought it was you. And. My husband said, she looks so familiar. And then Blaze was, of course, wearing his, and that's why we drink shirt. And she's like, and then we saw the shirt and thought, oh, my God, that's Christine. And I was like, and actually what I said out loud was, are my dreams coming true? Because (laughs) I've never been recognized anywhere. Christine has been privately wishing for this for so long. Not so privately. I've been maybe bitching. Not <laughs> but anytime I've said, oh, yeah, I got recognized. Christine's been like, God damn it. Like, when is my time going to happen? Blaze got recognized before me. Like, it really bothered me. So finally, somebody came up to me and was like, so sweet. And so her name was Maddie and her husband's name was Nicholas. And they 
like apparently got married last October and on their way home from the honeymoon they listen to our podcast the whole way uh, and now i like how romance is like I weirdly know. dead and alive all at the same time i, I like how we're involved in yes. the wedding and the romance we're intimately involved with the happy couple intimately keyword um so <laughs> so she was so sweet and we got a photo together and blaze was like and then the guy next to us was like oh uh do you want me to take the photo of all four of you and blaze was like oh no they don't want me in it <laughs> Like, because Blaze is like, I'll take the photo. And the guy's like, I'll take it for you. And he's like, no, 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 I'm not meant to be in this photograph. Like, this is really not. <laughs> like, he's me. like, I don't want to be associated with this any more than the shirt I'm wearing. <laughs> so it was really sweet. And they were so kind and wonderful. And um, then I went and had a glass of wine and talked about it for 10 hours. So that was really awesome. I guarantee you, the second Blaze realized you were being recognized, he was like, God damn it, my fucking vacation's over. The best like, part is, he walked out of the bathroom and he's like, Why is Christine talking to strangers? Why does this always happen? <laughs> And then, and then he was like, oh, no, I'm, never, I'm not going to get a word in Edgewise for the next 10 days. <laughs> it got worse. But yeah, so that was amazing. Columbus treated me very well. Um, also, my best friend Renee lives in Columbus because she goes to OSU Law School there, which I never really showed her or told her, but I bought an OSU Law School shirt. She was in uh, Cleveland for Mother's Day, so we happened to miss each other. Aww. But I went to, I walked past her apartment like a big creep and took a bunch of photos. Oh my God. And then went to the bookstore and bought an OSU Law shirt Aww. and wore it all weekend. Um, but so she texted me about... So you could look like a lawyer, got it. Yeah, actually a lot of people in the Everyone airport, probably respected you like, Oh, wow. Oh, it was amazing. And they went, go Bucks. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> there were a few times where people were like, Buckeyes. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And I didn't get it, but apparently that's... See, I hear Buckeyes and I'm like, yeah, I love the chocolate too. Like, oh, I ate so many of those, by the way, this weekend. Love Buckeyes. Peanut butter. Uh, so anyway, point being, Renee actually suggested this a while back um, because she lives very close to the, the where this happened. Okay. And since I was in Columbus and like they showed me a great time i decided to do this topic so columbus this one goes out to you and i used to kind of hate on you because i'm from cincinnati i don't really know much about you but <laughs> i just have a blind raged hate it's just like a blind like like not like just the, an it's just an the, ignorant friend of me the rage goes to pittsburgh and cleveland but like the simmering like dislike goes to columbus but not anymore now i like you a i hear bit. you i, I hear like you a little bit so this is the disappearance of brian schaefer do you know it I feel like I do, but I don't. Okay. Like, you'll probably get to a specific point where I hear something. And I'm like, oh, yes, it's all coming back to me now. Okay. I feel like that's fun, though. Yeah. No, I, I'm excited to find out when that happens in the story. Cool, cool, cool. It'll be the last bullet. Let me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the story. Oh, my God. Now I recognize it. Oh, my it. <laughs> God. I was waiting for the words, the end. That was the trigger. Why Got it. Why didn't she say that sooner? <laughs> okay. So let's go back to 2006. Let's not, because I was fucking 14, and that... What was happening? We was were... atrocious. Man. Um, Jonas Brothers were alive and well. Oh, I saw that movie in theaters. Oh, me too. Brief. I also saw them live when I was 14. Woof. I saw... It was the Hannah Montana Best of Both Worlds tour featuring the Jonas Brothers. Actually pretty cool. I was the most 14-year-old person alive. Wow. I was just on AIM making, like, fake accounts and talking to my crushes been like there a second i was doing that too i was doing that too <laughs> um anyway 2006 columbus ohio myspace was all the rage it was a good time oh yep i just sorry you said myspace and it took me back even further that was when i thought i was emo and so i put a lot of really fun things on my um page of skulls pink skulls and shit myspace was the year that we all thought we were computer hackers because we had learned how to like get behind the system like and code a little bit yeah i was like oh i know basic html, HTML. <laughs> and i am just 
uh, f- I am on fucking fire. The president can't stop me. I would turn the skulls into like bigger skulls and be like, look at this. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you can't do that. Mom. Mom. And my mom was like, my mom's to this day probably still doesn't know that that's what I did on MySpace. She probably thinks that I just like picked a color. Oh, no. I mean, I don't think my mom really even understands. I don't think she wants to know what the fuck MySpace was. I I mean, I listen to like um, Billy Talent. Does anyone know Billy Talent except my brother and me? Do you know Billy Talent? Into the river below. Okay, I'm not going to sing it. But it's about, it's very dark Canadian weird emo. Well, if it's. Dark and Canadian is an oxymoron, but uh, I'll <laughs> Not listen Billy to it. Talent. I tell you what, I used to listen to that so loud. And then my aunt came to visit, and my aunt was like, "Turn it off." And I've never liked her since. Anyway, <laughs> Shh, sorry. And mom. neither did any Canadian. Don't talk to her. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Jesus. MySpace. Jonas Brothers. Do you want to hear more about my, my MySpace? No. Okay. Brian Schaefer was a med student at the Ohio State University. Go Bucks. <laughs> That's right. Buckeyes! That's right. Eat some peanut butter. In March of 2006, during his second year in med school, um, unfortunately, his mother died of uh, myo myelodysplasia, which is a Yeesh. form of bone marrow cancer. Um, and he obviously took it hard, but like managed to handle it. Well, we just dive right into the story, by the way. Right. Okay. Sorry. Not even a playful beginning. Yeah. I mean, I tried with the MySpace that it doesn't. No, it it landed. It landed. I tried, but yeah, the story itself doesn't really start on a good foot. So, uh, he, so his mother passed away and it was obviously a tragedy for the family. Um, he managed well enough to continue with school. Um, and, was able to kind of continue with his classes and exams until the semester was over. Um, he also had a serious girlfriend at the time whose name was Alexis Wagner, and she and her friends and family knew that um, uh, Brian would be po- uh, proposing soon, and they had recently planned a trip to Miami for spring break in April, so that's kind of when she thought that the proposal... It would be happening. Yeah, exactly. So it was sort of like <clears throat> one of those like not-so-mysterious surprises right, right, right. that was coming. Um, Brian was a big fan of tropical locations like Miami. He really liked... Same as my mother. Yeah, yeah. It's like Linda. Uh, like a lot of Ohioans, actually, <laughs> liked the notion of like a relaxed atmosphere, like a tropical location where you can just kind of chill. And uh, he, although he liked studying medicine and he wanted to be a doctor, he would tell people that his true ambition was to start a band that played music in the vein of none other than our good friend Jimmy Buffet. Oh, I love a good Jimmy Buffet, though. Do you have any idea how much I don't like a good Jimmy Buffet? Probably, uh, like, on a proportional scale of how much I love Jimmy Buffet. It wasn't until I listened to My Brother, My Brother, and Me, and they had Jimmy Buffet on an episode that I was like, all right, I can get down with this guy. But it took me a long time because oh, no, it's such I, a, like, dad thing, and I just I couldn't. know, but one, I'm going to grow up and be the most dad dad. Oh, yeah. M, no, M, Second no. of all, okay, here's the fucking skinny on Jimmy Buffet. I don't even. Okay, go Okay, ahead. one, I grew up on Jimmy Buffett because... Um, of course you did. Because my mother is Kris Jenner, and I have <laughs> the most, like, I was just... I've. I led a very lucky childhood. I'm from Silver Spoons, and I, I... It's true. I i was very, very lucky growing up. And so, like, I had, like... We had a pool in the backyard, like, a very nice pool in the backyard, and we had pool parties all the time. Like, my summers, I remember every single... It seemed like every single day in my childhood memory, 
that to, we to had use an M quote must be nice. Yeah, no, it was a gr- <laughs> I was I had a great childhood. And so like I remember like just parties all the time with my mom's friends over all the time and I distinctly remember Jimmy Buffett always playing in the background. Oh, so it's no. got that good feeling nostalgia it has memory, right? But also Fredericksburg has a weird obsession with Jimmy Buffett. I'm not surprised by that. And there's once a year Jimmy Buffett comes to Fredericksburg. Or not really, it's like near Fredericksburg. And everyone in the whole town goes like all the stores shut down like people get fucking wild at the jimmy buffett concerts my mom i feel like she's never missed a year yep the whole town like just goes like radio silent for jimmy buffett day everyone goes bananas and i can't do it Uh, this is why i love it so much this is why i hate it (laughs) i'm like all these middle-aged people i mean yeah it's just drunk white middle-aged people yeah that's kind of which i'm not a fan of but i love like hearing the stories of when my mom likes to get down and she always gets down on a jimmy buffett concert celine and i (laughs) so celine has a her parents have a house in florida and we would go down and her stepdad would be all like jimmy buffett and we were like no we don't know i fucking love jimmy buffett it's just one of those things that like growing up we were like get out of here you could play I, I obviously won't do this because I want to keep our friendship, but you could play any Jimmy Buffett song. I know every word. Yeah, we're not going to play that. You could play any uh, Billy Talent song and I couldn't say every word. So maybe we can play a fun game of that. Oh, no, that would require singing and twice the amount of propranolol. OK, well, moving on. All I'm saying is no, thanks. <laughs> Point being on his MySpace page, Brian described himself as such, quote, I am a second-year medical student at Ohio State University. Only Go Bucks. He didn't say the Ohio State, so that's a little questionable. Uh, I have an, only two years to go. I have an awesome and amazing girlfriend. She's super hot, one word. <laughs> that's how I describe Allison. Yeah, I was waiting for that. And lots of fun. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that's how you describe me. I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> no, no, no. No. I really love music, and this whole doctor thing is really just a job parentheses only temporary said blaze until i get my band together and put out a record said blaze (laughs) said blaze never dude blaze isn't even no literally never i want to own an island someday or at least a beach so i can listen to buffett all day and drink margaritas with my senorita that just sounds like a a life but i just love that he's like in med school and he's like this is just a temporary it's just a temp thing it's just like hold on i'm still trying to find myself i'm on that journey and it leads to jimmy buffett but like to be a med school student who's by the way he studied microbiology for six years then went to med school and then he's like oh this is just a temporary thing i'm like no like a job at best buy is like a temporary (laughs) thing not a job as like studying to be a doctor and going deeply in today he wants a very specific skill set before he lands on his forever job i guess so so he's like this is a temporary job until i can uh get a band together and own an island okay just so specific i mean i guess you have to be rich to own an island so maybe that's why anyway so whatever so on march 31st of 2006 which was three weeks after his mother had passed away um and a week before spring break when he was supposed to leave with his girlfriend alexis to miami um He, Brian and his dad, so it was the last day of classes in the semester. Do you want to close that for me? I'm sorry. I want to sing Jimmy Buffett to them. Please don't do that. Living on sponge cake. No, I don't like that. Watching the sun bake. Stop it. I really don't like it. Okay. (laughs) Keep going. Okay. 
So on March 31st of 2006, which was three weeks after his mom passed away, in a week before the big trip to Miami with his girlfriend Alexis, uh, it was the last day of the sem- of the spring semester. So uh, he and his dad went out to celebrate. His dad's name was Randy Schaefer. And they went out uh, to go for a steak dinner together. Um, and again, like his mother had just passed away less than a month ago. So it was right. still very like new and new and open fresh. wound, open, open wound. wound, open wound. And Randy, the father noticed that Brian was like pretty exhausted, uh, but it made sense because he had been pulling all nighters because it was exam week. And can he- you imagine med school exam week and your mom has just passed? No, I can't. I can't. That's um, a hero. It really is. It's really rough. Um, so he'd been cramming for exams. Um, and so his dad, he and his dad went out for a steak dinner and, uh, although he didn't say anything at the time, his dad, Randy said, or thought like he shouldn't go out tonight with his friend Clint, like he was planning, but he didn't really say anything. And he was like, I want to let him do what he wants. So that night at 9 PM, Brian ended up meeting with his friend, William Clint Florence at a bar on high street, which is, I'm not going to triangulate my friend. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> nearby, which is nearby, uh, at a bar on high street called the ugly tuna saluna. And it is a famous it. bar in Columbus or a famous, I feel like I've heard of it. Famous bar on the OSU campus. I really feel like I've heard that before. You might've. Yeah. So it's a famous bar on the OSU campus. Um, my friend Renee goes l- often. L- no, but she lives near there. Um, oh. so she, had like mentioned it and actually when i was in columbus for the wedding at osu i like passed it several times so i feel like this was all pointing to this story yes Um, it was written in the stars written in the stars uh so he went out with clint an hour later uh brian called alexis his girlfriend who had actually gone back to toledo to be with her family for a little bit before her trip to miami because it was spring but like spring break was starting soon um, and he called her and told her he loved her and good night and he missed her like normal, you know, relationship type call. Um, and then he and Clint decided to go bar hopping. And according to Clint, they took a shot at each bar they went to. And then after midnight, Brian and Clint met up with a friend of theirs named Meredith Reed, and she agreed to give them a ride back to the ugly tuna saluna for one last round. So they were out bar hopping and the end of the night past midnight she drove them back to the ugly tuna and while they were there uh brian separated from his friends and they looked for him they called out for him but they didn't see him anywhere so when two o'clock rolled around and the bar was closing they waited outside for him um to walk out but he wasn't in the crowd of people leaving the bar so they were like well that's strange he must have he lived really close by and he had been going out and studying and staying up late so they were like oh he probably just got exhausted and walked home Mm -hmm. and went to bed so they let it be okay uh but brian shaver was never seen again Mm. that weekend uh alexis and brian's dad randy called him repeatedly but he never answered his phone on monday morning alexis went to the airport for their flight to miami hoping he would show up he did not show up um that'd be the moment i decided he was dead and so that is exactly when they reported him missing to the columbus police i would i wouldn't even think he was missing i would be like he's a dead person it was the last hope yeah so police started their search at the ugly tuna because that's where he was last seen 
Um, and the area actually had a notable crime rate. So the bar had installed security cameras like pretty, okay. pretty much around um, the whole building. Uh, Columbus actually has the most security cameras of any city in Ohio, more than Cleveland, uh, Toledo and Cincinnati combined. So which is like mm-hmm. kind of a crazy amount because Cleveland, at least Cleveland and Cincinnati are pretty big cities. So um they obviously looked at all the footage, and it showed Brian, Meredith, and Clint, the three friends, going up in the escalator to the bar's main entrance at 1.15 a.m. At 1.55 a.m., um, Brian was seen outside the bar talking to two young women, one of whom he had been friends with in college. Then he said goodbye and walked back into the bar, and then the women left. But the footage never showed him leaving the bar. Weird. So the footage showed him entering the bar talking outside for a few minutes and then re-entering the bar and it never showed him leaving and neither did the emergency exit camera that they checked. So he like died in the bar. Sounds like someone in the back killed him and put him in a wall. <laughs> well, M's on the case. I'm cracking it now. So, um, they also studied uh, footage of cameras at three other nearby bars. So, like all the bars on that strip have security cameras they studied all the camera they thought maybe he had like put on a disguise and left the bar but they studied all the cameras and did not see him in any of the footage um they thought maybe he left through another exit but there was one service door there was an emergency exit that did have a camera he was he wasn't on that camera there was also a service door that opened onto a construction site and if he had managed to get out there it would have been like extremely difficult because it opened onto like a very dangerous construction site. Um, it would have been difficult to walk through sober, much less intoxicated. Mm. Um, it just didn't seem likely because he wasn't found anywhere near there, and it was right. a very difficult path to walk. Uh, so the ser- so they began to fan out the search. They went from the ugly tuna outward. Um, they took police dogs. So police officers took police dogs looking closely into dumpsters, other containers, asking local residents if they had seen him, posted flyers everywhere. He had a tattoo on his arm uh, from the uh, album cover of Alive by Pearl Jam, which is one of his favorite bands, that on his arm. So they posted all those details. Mine's um the single Cheeseburger in Paradise. <laughs> I hate you so much. I was actually surprised. I was like, he didn't have a Buffett tattoo. Well, also, like, you didn't use, like, you didn't talk about your tattoo, like, your giant back tattoo of the Fall Out Boy album you got. <laughs> I am actually getting a Fall Out Boy tattoo. Are you really? Yeah. Well, I cannot stand it's you. a Leonard Cohen Fall Out Boy tattoo. Okay. Well, I mean, we'll see it when we see it. You'll see it. Are we going to see it June 4th as an anniversary to your most recent tattoo? Actually, Renee and I are getting matching tattoos. Really? Mm-hmm. Adorable. Yeah, you know. You know, adorable. One day you and I should get the ATWWD logo. <gasps> we should, dude. We should, but we have to make sure that when this ends, it didn't end poorly. Otherwise, it's going to be a big mistake that we've got that tattoo. Well, I was listening to My Favorite Murder when they talked about that, and they were like, what if we get it? And then, like... And then hate each other a year from now. It's anxiety. It's too much. We have too much anxiety to do that. Yeah. 
I feel like to do it would be like the kiss of death on a great relationship and a great Agreed. I feel like career. we have to wait till it like dies out and then we can memorialize we have to, it. Yes, yes. I think it will be yes. like that will be the... Once arc, it's a happy memory. It Once this goes away, which it never will because I refuse to let sure, it. Sure, 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 sure. But one day when it does, it will be closure. The tattoo will be like the final nail in the coffin of the show. Nail in the coffin. But like a, a happy a nail way. in a happy coffin. <laughs> You know what I mean? It'll be a happy nail in a happy coffin. Yeah. Yes. It'll be like a ta-da, like closing the chapter. Ta-da. That's what I'm going to put on the Instagram post. Ta-da. Ta-da, happy, happy nail in the happy coffin. Hammer it in. <laughs> Hammer it in. <laughs> it's over. Covered in cement. It's over, folks. All right. But also, that's never going to happen. So he had a tattoo from Pearl Jam. Got it. That's where we left off. I don't know. That was part of the want- or the missing poster. Um, it's also a part of the drinking oh, game. Oh shit! So was something else we just said. What did we say? Sure, 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 sure. Oh, it was just me. Okay. Um, the police even persuaded the city of Columbus to let them into the sewer system and search there. So they searched the entire sewer system. There was nothing uncovered. They actually went to. So his girlfriend Alexis went to his apartment. Uh, which was only six blocks from the Ugly Tuna. His car was still parked outside. Nothing appeared amiss inside the apartment. Nothing was missing. Um, his glasses were still there, which was kind of telling because he had been wearing contacts on his night out. But um, he would have needed glasses to see. Right. I hear you. Beyond like wearing his contacts. Um, and then Randy Schaefer, so the dad, received a tip from a psychic. So apparently he was kind of like reliant on psychics during this time um and he received a tip from a psychic stating that his brian's body would be found in a body of water so he and his other son derek along with some other uh locals spent many hours searching along the shores of the olentangy river which flows through which flows past osu's campus Mm -hmm. and is a mile from brian's apartment and actually it's um sad i read that he that Randy would just spend months like walking up and down the shores just looking for That's so sad. Really sad looking for any sign of Brian. I mean also cuz like his his wife, his wife died ju- like just less died. than a month ago. Just died and then he just had dinner with him that night. That night. And he thought he said he like just He was, remembers thinking like don't go. It's not a good idea. Yeah. It's not yeah. He That's ha- why parents, folks, friends, if you have a gut feeling you fucking tell follow it. it. Tell it. At least say it out loud so you don't have to feel like... You don't have the just guilt. Just say it out loud. It's just rough. It's not... I mean, I'm not saying it's his fault by no, any means. All, by any means. But, but for your own clear conscience... I just like... Just clearly... If you have a gut feeling, just listen to it. His gut was clearly telling him something. Um, so everyone who saw Brian that night, the night he went missing, March 31st, uh, or morning of April 1st, was given a lie detector test. Uh... Everyone agreed to take it except Clint, his friend. His friend. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, who not only declined the test, but also lawyered up. Uh-oh. Which. Bad sign. Seems like a bad sign. But at the same time, you can kind of look at it both ways. Because if the police were kind of badgering him, like obviously your first instinct, at least what they tell you if you're. Is don't talk to a cop. Is get a lawyer if someone's like oh you might be a suspect you know you get a lawyer that's okay that's smart standard procedure so it does seem because also when you're like when you're in a state of shock like anything you say is 
not it's not good you're not thinking clearly so you're not gonna be speaking clearly and it could be used against you later and he said like i told them everything i knew and they were badgering me so like i got a lawyer which is like okay i understood i would probably especially like if my parents knew they'd be like get a lawyer like yeah whether you're guilty or not it you know um so it you know it's it's something but it's like say the police were targeting him as a suspect then yeah i don't blame him for getting a lawyer if i go before you and you get badgered get a lawyer i'm telling you i'm telling you in advance thanks em hey renee who's in osu law school will you be my lawyer thanks can you be mine in case christine goes first oh god okay okay thanks bye okay thanks um so it is a little weird that he wouldn't take a polygraph but he later claimed that his lawyer told him not to so i guess i guess that's an answer to that um the women that brian had been seen talking to outside on the camera were later identified and claimed they had never been asked to take the test but at the same time he had walked inside and they were seen on the footage like leaving mm-hmm. the premises so it didn't necessarily seem like they they were guilty of anything would know, yeah would have anything to do with it um so alexis his girlfriend called brian's phone every night before going to bed for months um, just to hear his voice on the voicemail. Oh, so it is really sad. And it went to voicemail every single time. But one night in September, it actually rang. <gasps> it rang three times before going to voicemail. Oh. And she said she like... I would have f- lost my fucking mind. Freaked out. She was like, I didn't know what to do if someone answered. Like, I didn't know what to say or think. Um, so she kept calling and the police got involved and Brian's phone pinged a tower in Hilliard, which was a suburb 14, mi- suburb 14 miles northwest of central Columbus. Um, and after that, the phone was off again. It never picked up again. And singular, the the phone carrier. Wow. 2006. Singular wireless. Anyone else remember the little orange man? Yeah. <laughs> My dad had singular. Good times. Um, apparently singular said it could have been a glitch, um, and it could have been nothing, but like a lot of people in his family took it as a sign, like of hope that maybe yeah, like, he was alive, up. but at the same time it pinged 14 miles outside of Columbus. So like some people thought maybe someone stole the someone phone, picked up the phone and turned it on. Yeah. Like, right. Somebody just found it or somebody st- cause it was months later. Like maybe somebody just picked it up and found it. Like right. who knows? <clears throat> um, so they think it was maybe a glitch that she had called so many times that it just happened to go through right. at one point. So it's hard to say, but that did give them some hope. Um, and the police also received a lot of tips, but none of them really were breakthroughs in the case. And actually, speaking of Pearl Jam, at a Pearl Jam concert in Cincinnati later that year, uh, lead singer Eddie Vedder took times between songs to ask for tips in Brian's disappearance. Um, but wow. all, yeah, but all the tips that came in weren't really helpful to the case. There were sightings in Michigan, uh, Texas and Sweden of all okay. places, and they were all investigated. Nothing turned out fruitful. And uh, actually, one of the theories, one of the things that police actually investigated was that it may have been part of the smiley face murders, which I don't know if you know about that. 
Okay, good. Because I'm going to... I was going to say, I don't think I want to know because I'm sure you're going to cover I'm it. I'm going to cover it. I, I've heard of it, but I've like I've heard of the phrase smiley face killer, but I don't know what makes it smiley face. I think it's like he draws a smiley face on them or carves it in them. Something really fucked up, I'm sure. No, but you know. I mean, I'll my t- mind goes to the worst. Of course. It sounds like it sounds like something out of Criminal Minds where they cut open your face or something right but no like that make is, you look like is, you're smiling it's creepy it, it's not like joker status got it's, it it's a different thing but i'm gonna do it in a future episode but so some people thought um that maybe his uh death was part of the heavily disputed smiley face murder theory which is also not a proven theory it's something that two detectives have taken several disappearances and kind of turned it into a possible theory like a possible pattern but most mainstream detectives don't believe that it's true. Um, so the only problem with that is that all the other victims of the so-called smiley face killer, their bodies have been found. And so his body has never been found. Got it. So it's hard to really say that this is part of that pattern. Okay. So things like, believe it or not, um, things actually get worse. Okay. Uh, I know. I know. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. So in September of 2008, so like two years after Brian's disappearance, um, Randy Schaefer, uh, during a heavy windstorm in central Ohio, uh, so this is Brian's dad, he was out in the yard of his home in Baltimore, Baltimore, Ohio, cleaning uh, debris and trying to clear out the yard when a branch flew out from a nearby tree and struck him no and killed him no and his body was not found until the next day <sighs> what a freak accident freak accident that's just the scariest so after his obituary ran online they posted one of those like online condolences where you could leave um your you could leave your condolences in comments on the page and a comment came through that said to dad, love Brian, parentheses, U.S. Virgin Islands. What? So the police immediately, obviously, traced this and thought maybe it had something to do with Brian's disappearance. Obviously. Do you think someone was just fucking around being a troll? They traced the um, IP address. IP, and it went to Franklin County, Ohio. And it was oh my God. determined to be a cruel a hoax. hoax. What is wrong with people? That's horrible. What a psychotic thing to do. Yeah, that's, like, not funny. Not funny. And, no, not funny in any sort of way. Um, now, if you said, love Christine, like, parentheses, Jimmy Buffett concert. <laughs> also a cruel hoax. Hashtag 6969. Except that's funny. <laughs> love you, mean it, from Rice Pudding 9 at the Jimmy Buffett concert. <laughs> But not on someone's fucking obituary. Okay, that's true. Literally anywhere but that. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So, it, yeah. So, that was, like, a really fucked up thing where, and, like, if you think about it, this is the worst part. So, Derek, the older brother, had lost his mother, then his brother, and then his father in, like, a snap of a finger. They were all gone. His whole family. His entire immediate family. That's I was just going to be like, that blows. But, like, obviously, no, like, yeah. that's such an understatement. 
And that, did he go crazy? Well, I would have. And then people go on the internet and write like stupid hoax messages to be funny. I would have waltzed myself into an institution and just checked myself in and been like, I need, I need to be watched. I don't know how you could handle it. I, I would not be able to handle it. So it's really tragic. So shortly after Randy, the father's death, um, Neil Rosenberg, who was Clint, remember the Clint who wouldn't uh-huh. take the polygraph. Yeah. Yep. So Clint's attorney. Neil Rosenberg wrote to um, a private investigator who was volunteering his time to help the Schaefer family find Brian. And he basically, so the, the private investigator asked Neil Rosenberg, like, why won't your client take the polygraph test? So he basically um, insinuated that he had learned that the Columbus police investigating the case believed that Brian was alive. And in April 2009, uh, Ohio State student newspaper The Lantern uh, disclosed the actual exchange, which basically was that uh, Neil Rosenberg said, if Brian is alive, which is what I'm led to believe after speaking with the detective involved, then it is Brian and not Clint who is causing his family pain and hardship. Brian should come forward and end this. Uh, He said that Clint did not have anything to hide and had told the police everything he knew from the beginning and did not see the value in doing so again. Uh In 2014, the Columbus police said they were still receiving at least two tips a month on the case via the local Crime Stoppers hotline, although none had proven useful. Uh, The evidence in the case filled four boxes of files, One of the original investigators named Andre Edwards told the Columbus Monthly that after extensive review of the camera footage at the Ugly Tuna from the night Brian disappeared, he could say with, quote, 100% certainty that Brian did not leave the bar. Police say they have three theories on the case, but they've declined to discuss them even generally with the public. Wild. So basically, the theories are just that either, you know, he was fucking killed in the bar somehow or like he was part of some sort of drug deal gone wrong or like the restaurant maybe covered up his death because he was killed on the construction accident or construction site. Like nobody knows. Or he just went off on his own and uh, started a new life somewhere because he was just tragically upset or he committed suicide. Like, nobody knows. Jeez. And now, Ugly Tuna Saluna, this year, Renee called me recently and told me they're closing officially this year. Really? Wow. The bar is shutting down. So it's now timely again. Bar is back in the news. Um, they've been around for a long time, and now they're closing up shop. Wild. Yep. And, uh... Nobody knows where he is, but a lot of people have this case as their kind of, like, pet project. And um, similar to, like, Eron's, a lot of people right. are kind of armchair experts and are, like, looking at all the details and with the internet now are trying to find exactly what happened to him. Um, so hopefully we find an answer. Nice. That's the story of Brian Schaefer. Wow. It's a good one. Don't do that, Blaze. Jesus Christ. At the exact end of the story. I waited. Were you just standing outside? Are you going to work? Yes. Jesus, it's 11 o'clock at night, guys. He's going to San Francisco to go to work. Are you going to another conference? No, he's going to work at a job, his job in San Francisco. I'm sorry, what? He picked up a ship, he picked up 
monthly shifts in San Francisco. Why? Because he's fucking you're, insane. Are you that em? money hungry? What is wrong with you? Or you're literally driving for six hours to San Francisco right now. No, he's flying. He's taking a bus. You're taking a bus in your scrubs to get directly to the hospital and start working? No, I gotta go to the, uh, get my badge and stuff like that. So. He's a lunatic. He's a lunatic. Is there a real reason behind this? Does it like get you brownie points or a raise or something? They pay me extra to go. Okay. There, there's that reason. I love you. I love you too. Ugh, guys, we all experienced that together. <laughs> I'm sad you're leaving. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sad. Eva, keep this in. This is good. No. This is gold. Make Gio sleep upstairs. Gio always waits downstairs when Blaze isn't home. So if he waits downstairs, Blaze won't come home tonight. Oh my god! <laughs> I, have to bring, I have to carry him upstairs to make sure he's. That's such a loyal son don't you have. Don't be upset. Don't be upset. I love you. Okay. Love you too. Please be safe. I will. I don't like buses. Okay, don't. He was a bouncer. He's fine. <laughs> okay, I love you. I love you too. I love you. Love you too. <laughs> Like, I was waiting outside for us to finish. Precious. Anyway, that's the story of Brian Shaper. All right. It was uh, gnarly. Gnarly indeed, dude. Can you believe the next time we tell a story, we're going to be on a fucking stage? I know you're upset, but I feel like we're going to do fine. Yeah. That really... Okay. Yes, I am <laughs> excited to go on stage with you. I'm just going to wait it out. I mean, it's going to be the same as the live show uh, in Nashville where... Where we both had a fucking nightmare I'm, panic attack. Yeah, but then we looked at each other and we were like, did we even start? We blacked out the whole thing. Hopefully that's how this goes. It will. But also, guys, Allison's going to be as drunk as a skunk because I requested it because... Oh, she told me. She's like, my rules are that I need to be drunk as a skunk. Yes, because I have my my fear is of uh, being on stage is very specific where the closer of a relationship I have with you, the more nervous I am to perform in front yeah, of you. A lot of people have messaged us or emailed us being like, tell them that a lot of people who like tell them to bring their mom or their like friends yeah, and that's family. That's the worst and thing like, I could do. I don't think you understand. That's the last thing I want. So truly the last thing. And the worst part about this whole live show is that it's in LA where all of my friends bought tickets. And then because they don't understand my fear texted me saying, I got tickets to your show. And I was like, I want to not be fucking friends with you anymore. And it means that they love you. I know, but my brain doesn't read it that way. It's just the, the less I know you, the like if i fuck up i never have to see you again so who cares <laughs> but like if i fuck up and i know you you i have to look at you in the face yeah, but eventually if you fuck up and they don't know you they're gonna write a mean thing on itunes whereas if they fuck up and they know you <laughs> they're just gonna say you did great and you're never gonna know otherwise yeah but i i know when my friends are not being truthful and just trying to be nice All i right. don't i don't want to have the fear that maybe they're just doing that nobody else is on stage doing shit so like they don't have room to be like, you didn't do a good anyway, job. Anyway, I requested that Allison and all my friends get hammered. That way, hopefully, they just don't remember it. So that way, I can look them in the face the next day if I, if I mess up. Because they won't have remembered either. All right. Let's go with that. So if you see Allison, she's going to be good and friendly. Good and friendly. Renata will be there. <laughs> and we're going to brunch on Sunday morning at a German restaurant in L.A. And we're starting with beer at 10 a.m. So Are you going to be drunk on the stage? We're going to have a good fucking time dude 
All right. Renata's wearing her shirt, her ATWWB shirt. We're going to have a good time. Um, Em, tell them about the cool website that I just created. Like ours? Yeah. (laughs) I know there was like a new site. Squarespace. I did create a new site on Squarespace. Yes, there's a, there's a new updated version of our website, correct? Well, yes, but I moved it from a totally different... It was on WordPress and now it's on Squarespace. I made a whole new website. Oh, I hear what you're saying. I thought you meant like... A, okay, it, yes. Just, I will tell them. I'm going to tell them. Just tell them about it. Um, you can find us at ATWWD Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can also find us at ATWD Podcast on Patreon. Please donate your donations are unbelievably helpful. Huge. And the reason why we've been able to grow so quickly... And in such a blur. Yes. Such a drunk blur, right, Christine? Blur, blur indeed. Um, you can also find us at our website, and that's why we drink.com. You can whoop. find our merch. We have new merch out. We and do. And that's why we drink.bigcartel.com. You can also find our email, and that's why we drink at gmail.com, where you can send in your personal true crime and ghost stories, where we put out a listener's episode at the first of every month. Um, and by the way, some people have written like, oh, you didn't say my story in the past month, but I'm like... Please understand that we have we do a personal listeners episode. We do six stories a month. Stories, six stories a month, and we get thousands a month. So please don't feel like we're ignoring you. We it's we just do in the backlog. We're getting there. The backlog, yes. Um, and then also you threw me off my groove. Sorry, but, but you I can just, also send us fan mail. You can. You can send it at nineteen twenty Hillhurst Avenue, Ver- Vermont. We're not in Vermont. We're in Los Angeles, California, nine zero zero two seven. No, you didn't say the number. Number two six. I always forget. Yeah, don't but I? you also didn't say the street. Hillhurst Ave. Oh, I thought you were saying Vermont because that was my old street. Yeah, I was trying to sidestep that. Yeah, Let me you- do this again. You can also uh, send us fan mail, please. And our address is 1920 Hillhurst Ave, number 265. 265? Yep. 256? 265. Uh, Los Angeles, California, 90027. And we are now also for um, our Patreon support. We also have a fan mail uh, video that we put out once a month. So that's It is extra really fun. fun. And we just open all your mail and it's a great time. And we have our Facebook Live May 27th at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we also have our live show at the Irvine Improv at 7 o'clock on June 3rd. Yeah, we do. My 26th birthday and the last day that Christine is 26 years old. It is. And we need you to come so that we have the potential to prove to other people in other venues that, that we, we would do well <laughs> at their venues. So please, please come. Also bring me presents that will make me feel better. What about me? Bring Christine it's early also my presents. Birthday. And and I'm not going to say that's because and <laughs> and and um, we're also going to some other East Coast shows soon if we can get some of these shows filled up. So please come. Um, yes. We are going to D.C. in November. So be there or be square. Find the info on our website. And that's why we drink. And also it's going to be my birthday, too. So. Don't steal it from me. And I'm a Gemini. You know I need half the attention. And that's why we drink. (laughs) In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. 
Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.